B-D-Y-S-T. That stands for bro. Did you see this? <laughs> Ooh, it's Nintendo. I already like it. Mr. Miyamoto has a message for Australian and New Zealander Nintendo fans from the show floor at E3. Hello. Good day, Australia and New Zealand. To everybody who enjoyed Super Mario Odyssey, you beauty, choice bro. This link, okay, I'm going to send it to you. And uh, at first, you're going to want to just move on. But I, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to move on from this. You're going to have to look at this for a minute with me, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so here's a very good tweet. One of my favorite tweets I've seen in a long time. Okay. And just go ahead and take this in from start to finish, my friend. All right, all right, I'll do that. <clears throat> what a beautiful, ancient Mesopotamian cuneiform tablet. I wonder what ageless wisdom it conveys. So it is a exactly that. It's a Mesopotamian cuneiform tablet, circular disc tablet. And then uh, explanation. Approximation of ancient techniques. Reading left to right, the cuneiform signs are to be read as Gadu, Dirdur, Cage, Inim, Dirige, Amtabatum. I'm a, I appreciate that you went ahead and read the cuneiform. Very good. Uh, which translates as... <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know how you read ahead just subconsciously to just make sure you say the right words? Okay. Uh, let me compose myself. <laughs> yeah, please, please. I, I don't want you to mess up this perfect ancient cuneiform tablet from mesopotamia i don't want you to mess up these words they've been they've been going all around for a long time now and it's it's really it's it's their time to make their mark that translates to like a farting butt the mouth brings forth too many words mm. what a sentence like a farting butt the mouth brings forth too many words ancient sumerian proverb that one for real <sighs> a ruder take on silence is golden yeah. <laughs> now, if you ever think to say silence is golden in the future, I hope that you remember this Sumerian phrase as an apt replacement. Absolutely. And now I know that, you know, I'm I'm known to have some crazy ideas and want to do some wild things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listen to me when I say this. I think I want to get that cuneiform tattooed on me. <laughs> I know. I know. People would be like, oh my gosh, that must be something, because you look at it, and I mean, you know, listener, you can't exactly see it, but it looks it looks beautiful, this this thing. It's this, this ancient white circular tablet with these two lines etched across it, and in between the two lines are all of these characters, and the characters have an almost hieroglyphic-like look to them, but they're also clearly words or, or letters. It's like a mix between uh, Japanese... And hieroglyphics. Yeah. And so to know, if, if anyone's, if you saw that, you would, like, that could be in the Louvre, you know, that could be in any, <laughs> yeah. any museum as like, oh my, you know, antiquity, antiquity right there. But no, not antiqu antiquity. 
something very, very different from antiquity. Well, I mean, I guess it's still antiquity. Yeah, dude, that's an antiquity. It's a different kind entirely. But I feel even, like, I feel like a farting butt, the mouth brings forth too many words, is so much more potent than silence is golden. It is. Like, of course it's funny because, (laughs) haha, farting butt. But for real, it's a way more, like, powerful way to say that. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to adopt that into my normal, you know, vocabulary and conversation. And It's good. It's good stuff. What more do you need? You don't need anything. No, certainly not. If you look down, there's there's a few more. Uh, one of them is uh, the the person who posted this, uh, Helen Ingram, said, "Here's one for Star Wars fans. Fa- here's one for Star Wars fans. The cuneiform reads, "May the cosmic power be with you." So that's pretty cool. That one's a good one. I like that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So if you don't want to get the whole you know farting butt thing tattooed on you, you could do the "May the cosmic power be with you" thing, and that'd be pretty good. Man, these are all so rad. Gosh, I'm going to leave. Usually I like when I when we finish the recording the podcast, I close out the tabs. I'm leaving this tab open. <laughs> yeah, keep this tab open. Keep it open. Uh one person in the Twitter comments which uh it, my my typical response is never read the comments, but I'm I'm glad to have seen this one and reminded and been reminded about it. Uh posted the Wikipedia entry to uh this thing called complaint tablet to E Nasir which I had heard of before, I went ahead and sent it your way, which is one of the oldest recorded uh, pieces of writing, and it is just a real, real bad Yelp review, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ancient Yelp review. It's an ancient ancient one-star Yelp review. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah, it's really awesome. And the, the little Wikipedia entry says... Kept at the British Museum, inscribed clay tablet known as the Complaint Tablet of Ianisir. This tablet is from ancient Babylon, written in 1750 BCE, a complaint letter to a merchant named Ianisir from a customer named Nani. Written in cuneiform, it is considered to be the oldest known written complaint. So it is it is the first one-star <laughs> Yelp review. That's awesome. First. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Enesir traveled to the Persian Gulf to buy copper and returned to sell it in Mesopotamia. On one particular occasion, he had agreed to sell copper to Nanny. Nanny sent his servant with the money to complete the transaction. The copper was substandard and not accepted. In response, Nanny created the cuneiform letter for delivery to Enesir. Inscribed is a complaint about a copper ore delivery of the incorrect grade and issues with another delivery. He also complained that his servant had been treated rudely. And I love that little detail. It's not just uh, <laughs> like, this was not well done, which I kind of see like, okay, you know, even 1750 BC, y'all gotta get, y'all gotta get your complaints in record, you know? You gotta, if you, if you can write it down, you can write it down. But I like that it's like, yo, not only was it not good, but you were kind of a jerk. You were kind of a jerk <laughs> to my servant, you know? And he w- went ahead and put that in there and uh, and sent it to uh, Enesir. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that reminds me. Did you see about that uh, post office uh, worker that just, I think he was a New York mail, mail person. That just had like hundreds of e- of letters just stashed away in his house. No, what do you do with you didn't them? Didn't hear all? about that. No. Oh wait, now I gotta look up this for real. Brooklyn postal worker accused of hoarding mail instead of delivering it. He was just taking it. 
<laughs> he said he was overwhelmed. <laughs> That's not okay. He's charged with stealing and hoarding more than 17,000 pieces of mail. There's a really, really classic I Love Lucy episode where she's like a chocolate factory worker. Oh, yeah, Where she's like wrapping the chocolates. <laughs> yeah. This is the equivalent of that, but for mail and also real right? Yeah. Because I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing. It's not even like throwing it away, but he's just like stuffing it in a junk. Because I, okay, I'll be honest right now. Ready? I'm pulling open a drawer. Oh yeah. There's some junk in, there's some junk mail in this drawer. There's a couple letters I have to look at. There's a couple of different little bills I have to figure out, you know, what I have to do with or throw away or something like that. But this guy has the junk drawer of junk drawers full of not just his mail, but everyone's mail. But yeah, who who doesn't have like a couple junk junk mail or like, you know, um, credit card like, hey, sign up for this, you know, whatever. Exactly. Every time I move, I find a drawer of like, oh, that's like five letters. Okay, whatever. They were all junk mail anyways. Uh-huh. This guy, this is probably like uh, divorce papers. This is probably, you know, settlements. These are checks. These are uh, pay stuff. Like this is probably too much important stuff. <laughs> Don't do that, USPS guy. I'm always afraid of that. That's always one of those things where I feel like, you know, we've we've talked about this before, but I don't think on the show. I often talk about how I think that every generation has things that the next generation will just think is completely crazy. Um, an example of that is like the fact that my grandmother used to enjoy running behind the pesticide truck as it went by spraying massive amounts of pesticides into the farms. I do remember you telling me that. Totally normal thing for all the kids to do. And and I have said before, and this is how it's come up with you and I, that I think that our kids are going to feel that way about like us driving cars. Yeah. Because... If everything gets automated, it's going to be like, what? You were 16 years old and you were behind the wheel of like a 2,000-pound vehicle and you, you know. They trusted you to manage that? Yeah. They trusted you and people be like, yeah, and sometimes I'd fall asleep at the wheel. Ha, ha, ha. And the kids will be like horrified. Like that is the most terrifying thing that they've ever heard. Yeah. You had to pay insurance for that? But I think that this will also be true for USPS, that sooner or later there's going to be a generation that says, wait, 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 wait. All all important things, every important thing, your checks, the your bills, your important information, birthday cards, correspondence, you just put that in a guy's hand and then that guy put it in a bin, and then that bin traveled across the country or whatever it did, got in another guy's hand, and then it got to you? And that happened every time perfectly? And you trusted that? And you trusted <laughs> that guy? You trusted that guy with all those things? Like, did you know him? No. Didn't didn't know him at all. Waved at him once, you know? <laughs> did you even see him drop off the letters? No, not not ever. Yeah, rarely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saw him, saw him driving by one time. They had a weird car, you know? But yeah, that's going to be such a strange thing, I think, that that was like normal now that we have the world of email where, you know, if it doesn't get to me, it doesn't get to me because it's my yeah. fault or there's some weird spam thing. And that's kind of like, oh, is it in the spam folder? No. OK, well, one of us screwed up. Let's do it again. Where if it's like, did you get the letter? No. Oh, <laughs> like that's it. You know, there's no there's no like let me resend that immediately structure built into uh, actual physical mail. 
And I think that's going to be really weird. And and someday I think we'll look kindly on this Brooklyn postal worker and say, that was a weird job that we made you do. We're sorry. Yeah, what, we get it. That's so dumb. That That's so dumb. That, that was a trained professional, right, Dad? No, it was no, just, no, a, no. just a regular Joe Schmo. It was just some guy. Yeah, <laughs> just some guy. Yep. Same thing for packages, which we've talked about before, and someday will be delivered right into your bedroom. I don't want that one. I don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got a link for me? I do. So we like to we like to do uh, story updates from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we are chronicling the town of Tonawanda and its inhabitants. Yep. We're chronicling, yeah, just multiple things come up. So in a, I didn't think this would happen. So a, apparently the proposed California split is making its way to a November ballot. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> We're going to oh, talk man. about this, huh? Dude, I didn't think it got, <laughs> it drew more than 600,000. Uh, so, no, sorry. Uh, it got, oh, 600,000 signatures and it only needed 365,000. Mm-hmm. So cool, cool. it doubled what it needed. Um, yeah, so across the state's 58 counties. So they're talking about doing Northern California, Southern California, and just uh-huh. California. Okay, so right off the bat, I got a complaint here, which is, and I know this is this goes back to the whole, just this is just a topography complaint because there is there is maps are dumb and they often don't make sense. Never do because okay, we have Northern California, which is what I would be living in. Yep, Southern California, which is the the obviously the, the southern part of the the entire state. But if you look at the map, it is divided in a way that you could be living in Southern California, north of people living in northern california do you see that yes because it's not it's it's not a slash that goes straight across the state horizontally it's this sort of um slanted dash that goes uh upwards along some county lines probably yeah amongst the county lines probably although i mean it doesn't really look like that great it's clear that like there's a top county up here but everything else looks a little willy-nilly but yeah it's like Hey, come, here's a sentence that you could say if this happened. Hey, why don't you come down from Southern California and visit me in Northern California? And that (laughs) sentence makes me so mad that you could possibly do that. And then if that wasn't bad enough, which it is bad enough, that is really bad, then they want a third one, but they're just going to call that one California. Not like Central California or... Not Central California. Not, you know, I don't know, New California, Old California. Not uh, just calling it, you know, Los Angeles or something weird like that because that's basically what they're doing is they're just putting Los Angeles in its own little corner there. Because then you could say, like, where do you live? California. Northern California or Southern California? No. Not Northern California, not Southern California, California, which doesn't make any sense. That'd be like having North Carolina, South Carolina, and Carolina. Why would you do that? <laughs> Man, you're really impassioned about this. Here's the deal: is the whole thing is dumb, and if this if this passes and is it you know it happens. It'll go in the long list of things that should have never happened that's been happening for the last two years because 
good googly moogly, everybody's going a little crazy here. And I'm not even <laughs> saying that from a political perspective. I'm just saying the status quo is like being joyously disrupted by the world over and over again right now. Uh, but there's there's no chance this is happening. But if it happened, that would be bad. But for it to happen and also have this terrible naming structure is appalling. It's just insult to injury, man. <laughs> you like took <laughs> you took all the the words out of my mouth. Yeah, that's so funny because because what we talked about before was Jefferson State. Well, this isn't even doing that. This doesn't even get us a Jefferson State. This just gets us a Northern California. How come we can't call Northern California Jefferson? And then California, West California, and then Southern California, East California. My God. <laughs> I'd be feel beautiful. Like, I feel like Central or East California or even New California would work fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so look, um, Virginia and West Virginia do a similar thing mm-hmm. because there's some Virginia that's underneath. So, hey, can you come down from West Virginia to Virginia? You know, they have... It's not perfect. That's why I said at the beginning that this was not a California complaint. This is a map complaint. Maps are dumb, <laughs> and they're often bad, and I don't appreciate when they're bad like Like, look at... <laughs> okay. I didn't even realize this, but look at that little bit of Maryland. Just give it to West Virginia. And how does Pennsylvania get straight lines on one end, but, like, all the other... Like, West Virginia is just cobbled together, like... The United States desperately needs a graphic designer to come in and whip things up. Um... Okay, that sucks, but it's fair. <laughs> okay, hey, here's a good transition. Want to go from something that sucks to something that sucks? Of course. I have always been checking uh, the holidays because, as you remember, oh, yeah. we've had a couple of ho- holidays that have come up on the show. Drew's Holiday Corner. I love it. Drew's Holiday Corner, yeah. And the last few, there hasn't been anything too appealing, so I've, I've, let, it, I've let it slide. But uh, here is what I found today. And I found it, I'm going to actually, hold on, let me make sure I have a good link here. Uh, I found it on quite a few websites. Now, as we mentioned last time, the difference between holiday and like international holiday is, uh, you know, a pretty big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Because what does it even mean? But here is today's holiday. What? Today is Stupid Guy Thing Day. I just, I had to bring this up because of how good of a name that is. Stupid Guy Thing Day. Stupid Guy Thing Day. (laughs) With or without merit, guys are notoriously known for doing certain stupid things. (laughs) For example, guys are often known for not listening to their significant others as they are being talked to. Right. They are also known for not asking for help when they should. Yeah. They often refuse to ask for directions or decide not to follow the printed directions when putting something together. Too true. How stupid is that? <laughs> also, guys are known for not putting the toilet seat back down. <laughs> In order to commemorate all the stupid things guys do, Thomas and Ruth Roy of Wellcat Holidays created this holiday and said list of stupid things guys do should be made and passed on. This day is probably most easily celebrated by women who often relish it, but it can be celebrated by everyone. Okay, so here's the deal. It's sometimes it's National Donut Day, and what you do is you get a donut, you know? Yeah. Some days, it's Christmas, and what you do is celebrate uh, whatever Christmas means to you, which has uh, <laughs> changed a lot over the years, for, for sure. But has some definition around it. Yep. On Stupid Guy Thing Day, well, 
you create a list of stupid things and you give it to somebody, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Do we want to partake in this dumb holiday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Think about, I mean, directions. Oh, man. Am I, are guys ever bad at asking for directions? Am I right? Okay. S- side note. I know you didn't you mean to go here, but I'm really upset at the stereotypical guy things. Okay. In the sense that I don't do any of those dumb things. No. Asking for direction, I don't care. I'll ask. Toilet seat, I don't care. I'll put it up. Uh using instructions, I don't care. I'll read the instructions. I am not such a cro magnum mag how do you say that? I think I I think maybe that was right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not such a caveman. <laughs> That I am unable to grow and learn and hear what people say. I hate that, like, in media, and this, you know, this is sounding kind of like, okay, Ben, calm down. But I hate that in media, like, all guys are the same. No, there's some normal, you know, progressive, modern men that are capable and intelligent and, you know, can put together IKEA furniture with the instructions. This isn't really in the spirit of the holiday. I know, I know, but I just... It triggered, it scratched something, and I just had to... It's a dumb-ass holiday, is what I'm saying. It's dumb. Ben, we're supposed to be complaining about the dumb things that guys do. No! Stupid guy <laughs> things. You know, I hate things. this holiday so much. <laughs> At first, I was like, <laughs> Drew Holiday Corner, my favorite. I hate this holiday. But you don't want to talk about... Why is it that every holiday, every holiday you bring just upsets me, I feel like. I know, they really do. <laughs> They always just get me. They always just get under my skin. It's always some, like, just... Uh. I guess you weren't a fan. A stupid guy thing. I guess I'll try again later. <sighs> okay, so I do have another link. Okay, okay. So, you know, you <laughs> we, we revisited the California story. You're bringing back Drew's Holiday Corner. So it wasn't an official segment, but quietly i've been keeping up with weird mascots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i follow this like weird mascot um twitter account and i just thought i would share some of those weird ones a look into the adorable world of japanese food mascots so first up we got okay breakfast man and Mm -hmm. he's got a bowl of rice for a head yeah he sure does (laughs) He sure does. He's pretty funny looking. Uh, then we got uh, a fried shrimp wrestler. Okay. And he's a mascot for a Tokyo Tempura restaurant, uh, Wakataka. <laughs> okay. And he's just a fried shrimp. <laughs> he's a fried shrimp on a swing, and I'm not sure why. Yep. And then in Japan, Pizza Hut has a mascot called Cheese Coon. And he is a blob of cheese that drives around a golf cart and eats Pizza. <laughs> so he's a piece of cheese that eats some cheese. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. So I feel like in America, they try really hard to regulate uh, brands that like serve like alcohol companies. You can't really market to kids. Mm-hmm. But overseas, no, no, no. No regulations there. They have this beer and it has a series of cute little penguins as their mascots. And a kid totally could see this in a market and be like, Oh, I want that drink. It's got a cute mascot. Yeah, I mean, there's a little can of beer that has this beautiful penguin mascot, and I would definitely pick up this can just to hang out with this good, good penguin who's 
having a good time. Totally, totally give it to a kid. There's a pot, which is apparently a permanently startled pot of corn soup. And I kind of want that pot because he looks extremely good. (laughs) Yeah, that would be funny to cook stuff in. Exactly. A lot of these mascots have a you know specific object for a head mm-hmm. but then have a seemingly normal body and i appreciate that i do too yeah there's one that i like i like um this one that's a mascot that is a block of jellied sweet bean paste because that's extremely specific <laughs> it basically just means that he has a red cube for a head but totally normal traditional japanese clothing besides that um so yes these are good i would like these more okay so i yesterday went to a bad bad diner and sometimes you just want bad breakfast food, you know? I don't like breakfast, but I'm I'm tracking. Sometimes you just want bad food. Come on. I don't like breakfast. That's a, Maybe that's a hot take, but I feel like breakfast is way overrated. All right. Well, anyways, I went to this place, and <laughs> on the menu, uh, on the placemat that they put in front of me, because obviously there was a placemat, uh, it was advertising a shrimp special, which is always good to see when you go to a breakfast diner, and it had a bunch of cartoon shrimp around the 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 page to like show you how happy those shrimp were to have died for the cause of your <laughs> shrimp special. And there's something special, there's something good about that. There's yeah. something good about those little cartoons. Uh oddly disturbing. I don't think that they're going to last for very long. That can't be like a thing that carries into uh millennials. But you never know, man. These, you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh but yeah, these guys are good. There's an egg that is salting his own head in this list. Uh, and that's fantastic, you know, preparing for that meal. The mascot of a balding, unshaven, middle-aged man with a beer belly. Right. Who somehow is the city mascot, which is, you know, I didn't know that you even had city mascots, but they do. We should have a city mascot. We should have a city mascot, and it it might not be as good as this guy. This guy's great. I know, it's so good. <laughs> I really like that one a lot. Did you see the new trailer for that animated Spider-Man movie? I did. Yeah, I did. The artwork is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out, but it's not a live-action film. It's a CGI uh, animated film. But what they've done is they've sort of put this stylized, cartoony look on top of the CGI, which is really neat. Yeah, it's got like, uh, what is that, dual tone or whatever? Like the old printer plates where like colors would bleed and overlap and you could see the dots. They've intentionally added that kind of texture to everything in this universe. Yeah. And even things in the background, instead of blurring, they are, the plates are shifted so it looks like almost 3D. I don't know, it's really beautiful. Yeah, So I, and I think I saw a little picture of somebody describing sort of how they're implementing it. But yeah, usually... When you have a camera focused on a person, the background has a bunch of bokeh in it and it has a, a very like defined blur, which looks beautiful on camera. And instead of trying to replicate that, which of course they can replicate using CGI, they did something totally different. Uh, there's a scene where there's two people sitting at a diner and uh, one of the characters has a uh, like is sitting in front of the the restaurant uh, like cash register and the menu. And all of that is rendered really uh, without any blur, but it's it's basically like smeary looking. 
like the the different pieces of ink have kind of separated a little bit as opposed to the highly defined foreground, which is a very cool look. And I think that you can even see it on like the person. Yeah, there's a person in the foreground and uh, he's has the same sort of thing. It's almost like these three different sections of print have been slightly separated uh, unintentionally. And oh, it looks so good. And it, it looks really, really good um, in movement too, which is dope. I, I just love the way it turned out. I think that's really an exciting new form of um, animating that I haven't really seen before. Yeah, because you could easily, you know, just do a, a stereotypical animated movie or, you know, and have it feel, eh, whatever. And you know what? I'll give it props. Uh, Pixar, they're pretty standard in their approach, but what they, you know, their their excellences is like the storytelling and the polish. Like I just saw Incredibles 2 over the weekend and like the skin of the baby He's just speckled in such a way. It's very art, artful. Yeah. So I could see, you know, competitors just trying to mimic that and not having the time and patience and it coming off meh. So I really applaud Sony for, you know what? No, we're not going to go realistic. We're going to go ultra stylized. And man, does it work so well. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It. I want to, like, I'm already, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but I would have seen this had I not been into comic books, just because it like it's a piece of art. It's so beautiful. To everybody who enjoyed Super Mario Odyssey, your beauty just broke.